Hi, this is Pastor Tim, and I'm always encouraged to hear what God is doing in your life. Now, if you have a story or a testimony to share regarding a miracle, please let me know at story at citylifefw.org. That's story at citylifefw.org. Hey, I'm looking forward to hearing your personal story soon. Welcome to the City Life Podcast. We're all about making Jesus known. We pray these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus, who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. I'm excited to preach today, and and it's an honor to get to preach. And, uh, and I, I love this opportunity. There's, there's a fire. There's a message inside of me that I can't wait to get out of me and to encourage you with. And, and, uh, and I want to thank um, Dad for giving me this opportunity for pastoring this church, for loving people. Thank you. He is my godly authority. And here this church, sometimes you'll never step into what God has in front of you until you get under the authority God placed over yes. you. And I am under authority. And because of his authority, I don't have to strive to climb in life. Under authority, what happens is you are lifted. I don't know who that's for, but I believe it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Let me ask you a question. Is anybody married in the place by show of hands? Any married people? Fantastic, about 30%. Any uh, single people in the house? I'm so sorry. Kidding. All right, leave your hands up, single people. All right, single people. All right, now take a good look around, see what you're working with. This is the house of God. If you're going to go fishing, might as well do it in some clean water. I found mine in the third row right there, lifting her hands as a sign of surrender. It was a sign of surrender for her, but it was a no ring finger for me in Jesus' name. Now, I recently got married. Married, married life has been fantastic. What, one of the greatest things about getting married is you actually get the best friend that you never knew you needed. It's incredible. And all of a sudden, we start to take on, like, these roles. And, and every time we're driving, she's telling me where to go. And all of a sudden, your wife becomes a GPS. And then I take on a role. All of a sudden, she's always asking me uh, 15 times a day, what's the weather today? So I become a weatherman. It's amazing. And we just kind of help each other. So if you're not prepared to be a weatherman and know at all times, then you may not be ready for marriage. So marriage is amazing. I love it. But I feel like that God was speaking to me about making a confession. I feel like I'm supposed to share with you about our first fight. (laughs) Awkward silence. Just make faces. Now, I'm not looking in that direction. I'm looking over here and it was the first week of marriage, and everything was fantastic. We had just enjoyed a delicious meal at, in our new home, and as we, were, we enjoyed the meal, and at the end of the meal, my wife kindly requested that I go and I do the dishes, and, and I was excited. The meal was fantastic. I jumped up, and I headed over, and I put the dishes in the sink, and I put some soap in the dishes, turned on the warm water, just to allow the dishes to soak. Okay, I feel like some of you know where I'm going with this. So the dishes were soaking, and I figured while they're soaking, I'm going to make the most of this soak time, and I'm going to go ahead and go brush my teeth. 
just in case we decide to make out or something. Who knows? So I'm, I'm in the bathroom. I start brushing my teeth. And all of a sudden, from across the house, I hear stomping. And all of a sudden, my wife is standing in front of me, a toothbrush in my mouth, mid-brush. I look, and she's standing there, puts her hands on her hips, does a little hip deal like this, opens her mouth, and she says, what are you doing? What are you doing? And to me, it seems obvious. I'm brushing my teeth. She responds with the ah, hips again and walks away. Stomp, stomp, stomp across the house. All of a sudden, I feel, I feel terrible. What have I done wrong? And, and, I, and I ask the question that every man asks, but you learn very soon not to ask, what did I do? Because honestly, man, we don't know what we did. So what do I do? I, I walk into the living room and And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I did something wrong, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to fix everything that I can find, and then hopefully I'll hit the right target. So I start fluffing pillows and fixing blankets and then moving laundry around. And she says, I asked you to do the dishes. And I said, babe, I'm doing the dishes. She said, no, there are dishes in in the sink, and you aren't in there. I said, babe. Don't worry, they're soaking. She responds with, soaking? In our house, we don't soak dishes. We scrub them and we wash them. Soaking produces bacteria and mold. I will not have a home full of dishes in my sink. And to that I said, yes, ma'am. I wanted to soak the dishes, which what I learned, man, is entirely unproductive and, in fact, counterproductive. And Dakota just wanted the dishes washed. And I want to ask you the question, in your life, with some of the pain that you're experiencing, what if you've been soaking in some things that God wants to go ahead and wash out of you? See, what happens is when we let pain soak, We try to suppress it. We think it's going to help, but what it actually does is it causes bacteria to grow. And pain always produces things. Pain starts producing, producing things and attitudes on the inside of us, and we can't figure out why we're offended. We can't figure out why we're struggling with scarcity. We can't figure out why we are turning into a control freak, it's because there's some unresolved pain, some dirtiness on the inside that produced behaviors on the outside. So I want to ask you the question, I wonder what you've been allowing to soak that God wants to wash. And here's why this is important. Is I, have, I have some converse that I leave in my gym bag at all times. I, I, love, I, I love going to the gym and working out, but I leave my converse uh, gym shoes in my gym bag. And I wear my, my shoes to the gym because they're filthy, they're dirty. I wear them outside because they're filthy, they're dirty. Okay, that's my perception of the shoe. Where I don't wear my shoes is I often don't wear them to church. I often don't wear them out on a date night because I perceive them to be dirty. Many of us have dirt on the inside. And how I perceive my shoes is how I treat my shoes. 
How you perceive yourself is how you will treat yourself. And if you perceive yourself as dirty on the inside, regardless of how you look on the outside, there are places that you will not take yourself because of your perception of yourself. Now I want to ask you the question, what is that unresolved pain, dirt, filth on the inside that you have allowed to soak? Go with me to John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. And we find an incredible picture. Jesus' ministry is booming. And all of a sudden, an individual by Nicodemus, who is one of the religious officials, goes to Jesus by night. Some believe that he's seeking the way to eternal life. Some believe that he is just going to figure out who this Jesus figure is. Why does he speak with such authority? We know that he goes to Jesus by night because he doesn't want to be seen, whether it be by the religious officials or because he's seen how Jesus responds to those who oppose him openly. They get shot down pretty bad. So Nicodemus approaches Jesus. Jesus is magnetic. People are coming from all across the countryside to hear him preach and speak. Jesus has something that Nicodemus and all the other people want. He is overflowing with forgiveness and generosity that is illogical in this culture so Nicodemus asks some questions about who he is and Jesus responds to Nicodemus in John chapter 3 verse 16 by sharing with him ultimately his origin and Jesus says this for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not, shall not perish, but have everlasting eternal life. Let's break that down together. For God, God is the central character in Jesus' response. Who are we talking about? God. It has always been about God. It's not about us. It's always been about God. For God so loved the world that he gave. What did God do? He gave his one and only son. But why did God give his only son? God gave his only son because of his motive, and his motive was that he so loved. God gave because he so loved, which is to say the generosity of Almighty God, the behavior of God is a byproduct of so love, so love. Jesus is a byproduct of the so love of God. You could say, since God is love, God is ultimately full of himself. And what is God full of? He is full of love, agape love, love that transcends understanding, love that we cannot comprehend. For God so loved that he gave, which is to say, The amount of love in you will determine the behavior that flows through you. The amount, the degree of love that you have on the inside of you will determine the behavior that flows through you. Many of us in our lives, we have inside of us a whole lot of pain. And I call these pain pong balls. Pain pong balls. And if this is us, then on the inside, many of us are filled with pain. 
pain pong balls. Many of us are filled with pain on the inside of us. Some pain that we've, for some time, we have attempted to soak and soak and ultimately the soaking produces nothing we soak and we're still filled with pain the reason we have pain in us is because there is a lack of love I'm here to declare and to clarify What we need, church friends, is not behavior modification. We need some heart transformation. We don't need to try and clean up our behavior. We need to clean up what's on the inside. Because what's on the outside is a byproduct of what's on the inside. Feeling clean on the inside because how we perceive ourselves is how we'll treat ourselves. How we treat ourselves and see ourselves is ultimately how we will treat others. And many of us have, have pain on the inside, which has produced offense, unforgiveness, and scarcity. Many of us can't even receive affirmation openly because we perceive there to be an ulterior motive. Pain on the inside produces forgiveness and unforgiveness, offense and scarcity, produces a spirit of control. I wonder what pain, unresolved pain you have and that you've allowed to soak on the inside. I'm going to read from John 13, 6 through 8. John 13, 6 through 8, and we find Jesus in his, one of his final teaching moments before he's crucified. And Jesus saves this illustration until the end, and I perceive and believe it to be because of the importance and weight of it. And Jesus is at the Last Supper, and the disciples are eating, and mid-meal, Jesus gets up. And scripture says he wraps a towel around his waist, and And all of a sudden, while the disciples are eating, Jesus begins to wash the disciples' feet. Okay? So we find Peter, he's chewing on his lamb kafta and pita bread. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes over and starts touching his toes. and, And this is Peter's response. He came alongside to Simon Peter, to him, and he said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet here now? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. To that, Peter probably responded, correct. I do not realize what you are doing. This is kind of odd. My toes seem fine right now. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. In other words, Jesus, let's just jump into the pool. Let's go all in. If I'm going to have no part of you, Peter goes very extreme. And then Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. 
their body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. So those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Peter, look at his motive. He had a reception issue, a receiving issue. Ultimately, receiving issues will produce giving issues. Bad receiving, here's what Jesus knew. Bad receiving will always produce bad giving. If you're bad at receiving, you can't receive the things from God. How do you expect to give? And you cannot give what you do not have. And Jesus knew that there was something inside of Peter that was yet to come out of him, and Peter would not be able to sustain it until he learned how to receive. That it was not Peter, it it wasn't his ministry, how he could wash, what he could do, but it was because of the washing of Jesus. That's number one. Number two, Jesus talked about, your whole body is clean. In other words, you are saved. You are saved. You are saved. Your body is cleansed. You are saved. You are whole. But your feet are dirty. So salvation, it happens in an instant. But sanctification, it happens every single day of your life. And if you are not filling up with things of God, what's going to be coming out of you are the things things of man, the things of flesh, a byproduct of your pain. And I don't want to leave you today without giving you an application. And here it is. Application. Write this down if you're taking notes. Get better at receiving. It's time to get better at receiving. Here's why. Freely we receive. Freely we give. Nothing receiving. Newsflash, you've got nothing to give. Here's a couple things. How well do you do at receiving compliments? Uh, oftentimes in the Christian culture, uh, you can, someone will say, hey, that was great. You did a good job. Up to God be the glory. No, no, I, you know, I, I said, you did, a, you did a good job. Up to God be the glory. What, is the, what are we going to do next time we want to say something nice about someone else? Well, I'm not saying something nice to him because he made me feel bad. Next time I'll just say, God be the glory. How do you do on receiving compliments? Can you just say, thank you? What if deflecting compliments, deflecting encouragement is not a sign of humility, but rather a sign of pride? Uh, One time my youth pastor came to me and said, you have trouble receiving compliments. I said, yes. And he says, really, that's what you think it is, but actually you have a problem with pride. You think you're displaying humility by deflecting nice things that people are saying to you. I said, you're right. What if you think that you're deflecting compliments is actually projecting humility, but what you're actually doing is revealing an internal sense of pride. It's okay for people to say nice things about you. It's okay for people to encourage you. Because the more you receive, the more you can give. I'll ask you the question, how do you do at receiving the word of God? How are you doing at receiving the word of God? Scripture says faith comes by hearing the word of God. How are you doing at receiving the word of God? Is church on your calendar? Because ultimately, you produce in the gardens where you prioritize. Show me your calendar. I'll show you your priorities. 
Is church on your calendar? If not, by the end of this service, put it on your calendar and go to your home church every single Sunday unless you are sick and you can literally not make it. And if that's the case, you better podcast it. Faith comes by hearing. If you aren't receiving the word of God, it's no wonder that you have trouble speaking it. Number two, number three, how how are you doing at letting God love on you? When was the last time that you sat down in the morning before Instagram, before Facebook, before phone calls and text messages and just spent 15 minutes letting God love on you? How are you doing on letting God love you? Oftentimes we have trouble letting God love us because we feel like we have to prove something. That's Peter. He's like, no, you can't wash my feet. I should be washing your feet. We think that we have to earn our place with God when our place with God has never been about earning. It's always been about receiving. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance, not the goodness of my works. But we get in that mindset every day. We hide ourselves because of how we perceive ourselves on the inside when all we need is to be refreshed daily with the love of Almighty God. Why don't you make the space for yourself? Why? Ultimately, the truth is this. You don't think that you're worth it. And I tell you what, friends, you're worth it. You're worth it. God loves you more than you can imagine. He knew you before every mistake you ever made. And guess what? He chose to die you before he knew every mistake you ever made. Here's here's what happens is this pain, this offense, we can't get it out on our own. But what happens is when we get enough of God in us, And we start washing ourselves in his presence. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Boom. All of a sudden, all the pain that was in you starts to come out of you. Not because anything you do, but by the love of God that is in you. And here's what happens. Same thing that happened to Peter will happen to you. You will see gold at the bottom of you that you never realized that you had in you. Please stand, church. I know you're worried about your job, and you should be. I know you're worried about your health, and you deserve to be. I know you're worried about your relationship. Because it makes sense. That's what's in front of you. <laughs> but remember, your activity on the outside is probably because of a whole lot of pain on the inside. And in this place, God wants to wash some people clean in his precious blood. It's the blood of Jesus that washes us clean, not the efforts of man, not your church attendance, not your Bible reading. All that stuff does is sanctify. You are saved by the blood of Jesus. Would you close your eyes with me for a moment of introspection, concentration, and privacy? Maybe you're here today and you've never made the conscious decision to allow Jesus to clean you, to wash you of all your pain, fear, and security. Guess what? Salvation happens in an instant. 
Scripture says, today is the day for salvation. If you're here and you've never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't know if your security in heaven is within you. Today is your day, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond briefly. And here's how you're going to do it. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And that's your way of saying, that's me, Preston. That's me. I want to receive Jesus. You can put your hand up and put it right back down. Then we're all going to pray together. If that's you, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. The day of salvation is today. One, God loves you so much. Two, he died so that you can have life and everything changes today. Three, if that's you and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, slip your hand straight up and put it right back down. Slip your hand straight up, put it right back down. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Who else? Who else? Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. For those of you who lifted your hands and all the congregation of believers, say these words out with me. Say, dear Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God and I confess that I am dirty on the inside. And I need to be washed by your precious blood. So I choose today to give up my past and embrace the future that you have for me. In Jesus' name, everything changes today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's message. You know, City Life Church, we are all about developing followers of Jesus who influence and shape culture. And it's possible that you are even feeling a a shift that is coming in your life, or possibly deep down inside, you feel called to something more. And City Life might be a part of that future. Let me tell you, Launch Sunday is the big event that's coming up, and it's happening on February 10th, 2019. And if you'd really like to be a part of what God is doing in downtown Fort Worth through City Life Church, I'm asking you to go and visit our website at citylifefw.org and click the launch button. Uh, You could also just come and visit one of our services because I I really believe the future is bright and it's limitless in potential. I want you to hear my vision. I want you to be a part of what God is doing at City Life and come and chat with me personally after one of the services.